0: Welcome back to Off the Edge. I'm Jay Beasley. On today's show, Kyrie Irving calls Celtics fans his ex-girlfriend. Conference tournaments are starting up in men's basketball, and Duke says it's final home goodbye to Coach K. Then Charles Barkley, 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 what the heck? Charles Barkley (laughs) gives his two cents on Aaron Rodgers, and it was a good, it was a funny comment, Chuck. And then to wrap it all up, we got the five-star frenzy. Hold on, okay, just got this report on ESPN, uh, Calvin Ridley is suspended for the entire 20, 2022, dear Lord, uh, season for betting on games. Okay, I'm going to talk about that first, and uh, then we'll get to the five star frenzy. So, I guess with all that said, let's get this thing rolling. <laughs> Sorry for, like, the really quick ramble at the end of that, but this is insane news. Calvin Ridley is suspended for the 2022 season after gambling on games in 2021. Okay, so let's go through the main points of this. This just came out. So, like, I'm super, like, lost. ESPN just stopped covering it. And then they weren't when I started the show, and then it popped up on my screen. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I look at my phone, I'm like, holy smokes, he gambled? That's craziness. So... Let's get into it. Uh, Roger Goodell, what did he say? He said, okay, this is, this is from Roger Goodell to uh, Roger Goodell to Kevin Ridley. This is what he said in the letter to him, oh, telling him of his suspension. He said, for decades, gambling on NFL games has been considered among the most significant violations of league policy, warranting the most substantial sanction. In your case, I acknowledge and commend you for promptly reporting the interviews and admitting your actions. And he also said this. Okay, so so let's let's talk about that first. In your case, I acknowledge and commend you for promptly reporting for an for an interview and admitting your actions. So I guess the NFL took him under investigation, took him to the interview, and then Calvin was like, Yeah, I did it. So Calvin openly says it and he gets he gets commended for doing that. I don't know if that puts less of a Intense sanction on it But I would also like To point out That Roger Goodell Said this Your actions Put the integrity Of the game at risk Threaten to damage Public confidence In professional football And potentially Undermine The reputations Of Your fellow players Throughout the NFL Okay So Okay So Pretty intense Accu Nah I mean It's Never mind It's already been done It's not an accusation Um so, Calvin Ridley cheated. Cheated? No, that's not what to say. He gambled on a sports... He he gambled. He gambled. He gambled on an NFL game. Don't know how or what way he did it. I got no idea, right? ESPN doesn't tell me. So, that's what we know. Um, he went under investigation. It looks like he admitted to it once he was under investigation. was like, yeah, I did that. And the punishment for that is he is now not allowed to... So, he's now suspended for the entire 2022 season y'all try saying that so many times it's so stinking hard but (laughs) but he can apply for reinstatement february 15th 2023 so the day after valentine's day in 2023 Mm, that's so nice of them and this seems this seems like uh, this is really bad for atlanta Uh, atlanta doesn't have receivers already and calvin ridley took a mental health season last season so this is a Whew, This is a this is pretty intense. Uh, he went under investigation, and that's what happens. Uh, a good word by Goodell. I mean, you you are right. Roger Goodell's right when this when he says you put the integrity of the game at risk, threaten to damage public confidence in professional football. Absolutely, that's absolutely true. You know, everyone jokes like NFL rigged. If you haven't certain that, it's literally just a statement. When like your team loses the game, or like you don't like the way game, and they're like, oh, NFL rigged. The NFL's rigged. It's a joke. But stuff like this does not uh, help when people joke about that. And some people will think the NFL is scripted because there are people that are crazy enough to think that out there. So that is the Calvin Ridley situation from what I understand. That's the research I've done on it in the, like, 20 minutes that I've had to have any research on it. I'm sure more will come out on it. Uh, It's not good for Atlanta. It stinks for Calvin Ridley, but he cheated. He didn't cheat. I don't even know what to say. It's not like he cheated because they said... What did they... uh, They're... The NFL said they uncovered no evidence. Yeah, they didn't uncover any evidence that he was uh, using insider information, and there also isn't any evidence that the Falcons, coaches, staff, or players were even aware of this activity. So it really seems like Calvin Ridley just bet on a game um, by himself, didn't tell anybody about it, was like, yeah, I'm going to throw some money on this game. And the NFL figured it out, and the NFL asked him, and he said, yeah, I did that, and now he's suspended. So you hate to see it, but... um, Holding the integrity of the game. Kudos to you, Goodell. I don't know if that – I don't know if it's less intense of a suspension because he admitted to it. I got no idea. I'm I'm kind of lost on this one. So there's, a, there's our first story of the day. How do you guys feel on that? Do you feel like that's an appropriate response? I sure do. I sure feel like that's appropriate to be like, hey – Calvin, you can't do this, so DM us, whatever, make your comments on it. I want to know, do you think NFL players should be allowed to bet on games? Like Adele said, does that put the game at risk uh, for people to play games certain ways and, you know, make their team lose, things like that? I mean, to a degree, are we not seeing that? Like, didn't we didn't, – we, we saw that in Miami. Like, wasn't – yeah, the GM was paying his coach to to tank, Yes, yes, that was happening, and he didn't take it. So, does that go under investigation? Is that not messing with the game with money? I don't know. I don't know your thoughts. You guys tell me if you guys have any thoughts on that one. Um, so, now let's get to a more fun story. It was going to be a shorter show today, but obviously that jumped in front of us. Um, okay, Kyrie Irving. Everyone knows Everyone knows Kyrie. I know Kyrie. Um, people make fun of Kyrie. He's, uh, he's the guy that called earth flat in the NBA. He also... Uh, often not to get the COVID vaccine, and then Brooklyn's like, bro, you're not playing for us, and then Brooklyn was like stinking it up, and they were like, Kyrie, we need you, bro, and he's like, I know, but then he can only play in away games because the New York laws are so strict. Okay, that's Kyrie, right? Well, let's go over the history of him. Former Cleveland Cavalier, played with LeBron for a little bit, um, then he went to Boston, and and uh, the relationship between him and the Boston Celtics fan base and organization are it's a little shaky, to say the least, a little shaky. And then after he was on the Celtics, Kyrie obviously joined Kevin Durant in Brooklyn. And this past weekend, he was playing against his former team. He's playing against the Celtics, and a "Kyrie sucks" chant broke out in an interview after the gr- after the game. Kyrie compared the Celtics fan base to a scorned girlfriend. Yep, that's what he said. I think that's absolutely hilarious. If I had a team that I – well, I have teams that I love. But if I had a player, if I had a player that I just absolutely loved and then he left and he's just an all-star and I'm already a little hurt by it and he comes back and we, like, start, you know, chirping at him. They started first, kind of. You know, it's shaky. It's a shaky situation. But, you know, if he was just like, yeah, y'all like a hurt ex-girlfriend. Living rent free. Kyrie's living rent free in the Celtics fan base head. That that's what that tells me. He's living rent free in their head, and there's nothing they could do about it. They just got to mumble on and be like, "Dang, I hate Kyrie." That's what Kyrie wants. He wants to live rent free in your head. He loves that. You're feeding him. Uh, Nick Saban called it like. Nick Saban has like rap poison. He's like, "I love it when people doubt us." And no, no, no. Rap poisons win. Sorry, it's a little confusing Nick Saban's lingo, but hear me out here. It's all connecting. Work with me. Nick Saban talked about rat poison, and he's like, keep feeding us that rat poison. We want that." And that's like basically like saying like, "Oh, the Bama's untouchable. Bama's this. Bama's that. He loves that. He just loves. He's like, yeah, that's rat poison. My boys don't need that." And so I feel like Kyrie, it's like. Your young Kyrie sucks, that fuels a fire, right? When when people tell me I suck in intramural sports, I have no reason to relate to this. But in intramural sports, you know, I get I'm gonna get pretty hyped. I'm gonna be like, yeah, yo, you're thinking I'm a I'm a, I'm thinking I'm a dog if you are if I'm not. If I'm in your head like that, I'm I'm in your head. I'm I'm that guy. So, you know, that's probably what Kyrie's thinking. I'm not comparing my uh, bummy intramural games to Kyrie's. I don't want that to get confused, even though it absolutely sounds like that. But (laughs) what I'm trying to say is, essentially, that's funny. I just think that's funny, just calling an entire fan base a scorned ex-girlfriend. Come on. That is hilarious. This is why I love Kyrie Irving. He makes just the funniest the funniest joke sometimes. And that and that's hilarious. That's just that's just a way to literally keep living rent-free within the Celtics fan base. They're just going to be like, oh, okay, okay, it's like that. It, it, for Kyrie, it's like that. So uh, I just think it's funny. I think it's funny. Um, yeah, so let's switch over to some college basketball. Uh, conference tournaments are starting here. Uh, and it's our first taste of sweet, sweet March Madness. Mm, I love it. I love March Madness. It's the best. Um, so pretty much from this day forward, I'm just reminding y'all, I I, remember, I don't know a lot about basketball. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't watching close enough. I was still watching the NFL season, into the NFL season. I'm like here, but I'm not in, you know, I'm not understanding everything, but I can tell you this from this day forward. If you put on some sports, throw on ESPN, throw on Fox or FS1 or whatever, uh, TNT, um, at this point, it's going to be filled with college basketball all day. So I guess like starting Thursday, you're pretty much every channel is going to have college basketball on it until the end of March because it's March Madness and that's what happens and it's amazing and I'm pumped. I'm pumped. It's how it should be. So yeah. All right. Now we're going to get into Coach K. Before I get into this, this is nothing against Duke fans. It absolutely has everything to do against Duke fans. I want you guys to hear me when I say this. I've never laughed harder in my life after watching this game. I'm not a fan of farewell tours, especially for, like, coaches, right? Um, North Carolina's old head coach did it right. He just left. He was like, all right, guys, I'm done. Coach K gave, like, he's like, I'm going on a tour. It's going to be great. You're going to love me. It's going to be fun. He doesn't talk like that at all. I don't know why that was almost like Donald Trumpish talking. I don't know. It was just very like the I didn't like the fact that he did it. I'll say it. I didn't like the fact that he did it i I think that you want you want the farewell tour to be out your about your players like you said well, don't do one you're making it about yourself. You know what I'm saying i I hate that. I didn't like it, and uh, I just think they're stupid, so that's what I'm saying first and North Carolina, let's, let's, go, let's go into it. North Carolina-Duke, long-time rivalry. uh, Blue Bloods, yep, that's right, there's some Blue Bloods. We talked about those last week. If you're going to go to the last show and discuss Blue Bloods, which I think Blue Bloods are stupid, but that's because my team isn't a Blue Blood, probably. But basically, we ta- the Tar Heels give them one last taste of what a Tar Heel tastes like. I'll tell you that. Uh, North Carolina comes in there. I think they're down at halftime. They pull out the game 94-81. to 81. Yeah, <laughs> and Duke was an eleven-point favorite going into that, y'all. Is that not nuts? That's—I just think I'm gonna be honest. That's hilarious. That's sneaking hilarious. That, uh, come on, and Coach Coach K to come out after the arena's full. I mean, kids were camping a month before this game to get in, um, and. <laughs> They were crying on national television about about this. Like they're crying that he lost. He comes out there, he's like, "Guys, that wasn't that wasn't what uh, we're, we're about." I'm sorry about tonight. And you get a couple like whines. He's like, "No, no, shut up, shut up, shut the frick up, okay? That's not how we play basketball, and we're gonna play it better from now on." Um, and he <laughs> he like has to say sorry for it. And I just think, I just think that's I. I just thought it was hilarious because he like had to shut everybody up. I mean, you have girls crying. I love it when F- NFL fan or anybody cries, in any sport. L- look, I'm a Cowboys fan. Okay, I'll say it again. I'm a Cowboys fan. And every day when I woke up after the Cowboys lost, until no, even after the Super Bowl, Stephen A. Smith would play. Cowboys fans crying after we lost to San Francisco. Absolutely warranted. I love it. I think it's hilarious. It makes me a little salty, sure. But I just think, come on, right? That's hilarious. That is freaking hilarious that that is, (laughs) It's it's just funny. It's just funny to me. I love it. And I'm sorry, Duke. I'm sorry that you lost your last home game. But the Tar Heels, absolutely rise up. I love North Carolina. I do. I'll say it. Every March Madness bracket they, that I've won has been because I picked North Carolina. Even if they don't go anywhere. Even if they don't go anywhere. My, like, bread and butter is if North Carolina's in it, I'm picking them, and they're going to the end, and I'm winning. Because I love North Carolina basketball because they win. Okay? I'll say it. Um, they haven't won the past while. But it, but it, you know what I'm saying? It, it was what needed to be done. So there's the farewell tour for you Duke fans. That's what happens when you do farewell tours as a coach. It's not about you. I don't know how many times I can put that out there. It's not about you. It's about the players, especially in college basketball. So I'm Coach K, I'm not a fan of it. I wasn't a fan of it. I thought it was a stupid move. Uh, be more like Roy. Be more like Roy. He said, I'm done. New coach is coming in. Uh, and that's just how it happens. It's about the players, not about yourself. And I don't want to hear the argument that it's not – it's not about him. He just wanted to give a farewell. You don't have to say it. Like, you don't. You just don't have to say it. Okay, I'm rambling. I'm rambling pretty bad. Sorry. It just It just made me really, really mad that he had to give a farewell. I don't like farewell tours for coaches. I'll say it. And now we'll move on to one of my favorite parts of the day. <laughs> Charles Barkley talking about Aaron Rodgers. You guys ready for this? Good old Chuck. Yep, that's what they call Charles Barkley, if you don't know that. Charles Barkley... Said this about Aaron. He said, Aaron Rodgers is like a pretty girl who you have to say is pretty every day. Come on. I uh, I mean, a little bit no, but like kind of right, right? Like, like you know, there's like, ugh, think of this. Like, I don't know. It's a pretty self explanatory. There's like a really pretty girl, and you like having a reminder, you're like, no, you're so pretty. Like, you're so, it's pick me, the pick me. Oh, that's what it is. It's, if you don't know what being a pick me person is, it, Charles Barkley pretty much just said like Aaron Rodgers is a pick me person. It's like pick me, pick me, look at me, look at me. Don't look at anybody else. Oh, it's like uh, yeah. It's just it's just pick me. I don't know how else to say it. It's it's hilarious. It's funny. I think that's hilarious, Chuck. You listen. I think you're wrong, but you're not wrong because I want to be like oh no, Aaron Rodgers isn't like that. Aaron Rodgers is pretty like to himself. He doesn't like to be on the spotlight, but he kind of does, doesn't he? He kind of loves it. I feel like. But I maybe because, like his brother and the bachelor and all that. But he it feels like he loves it a little bit, right? Like he's a little bit just like, Oh, look over here, look at me. Poor little Aaron. Like, guys, look at me. Look at me. And uh I don't know, I get a good I get a good laugh at it. So uh Yeah, it was just a good joke by Chuck. All right, let's wrap this thing up towards the Five Star Frenzy. The Five Star Frenzy is brought to you by Five Star Beef Jerky. Five Star Beef Jerky for the go. You guys can get some Five Star Beef Jerky on Amazon. Just type in 15 off the edge during checkout. You get a little bit of a discount for your beef jerky. And let's jump into it. All right, number one, Jordan Davis. He went to the University of Georgia. We got the combine going on right now. And Jordan Davis ran a four seven eight. Now, Jay, really a four seven eight. You were ma- I I made fun of guy. I I haven't. Well, I have personally. Like when oh, let's say like a wide receiver ran a four five. I'd be come on man, you can run faster than that. Like shoot, I know guys that can run a four four that aren't in football. So um, basically. The reason I'm saying it's crazy because this guy ran a 4.78 is the guy's 341 pounds. Mm-hmm. Do you do you want that running at you? I I don't think you understand how fast that is. 341 pounds. That that doesn't mean he's necessarily he's tracking quarterbacks. That's what that means. He's tracking quarterbacks. Because there's some slow quarterbacks out there. So. uh He's not running down your guys running a four three or when they're like the, he ran unofficially a four two j well he ran a four three and whatever idiot sitting at the end doing the times got it wrong that's why it switched to a four three nine or four three eight but back sorry I'm rambling um <laughs> I, I don't know I don't want three hundred forty one pounds of absolute raw hoss muscle running at me at a four seven eight that's all I'm saying I mean that's just that's insanity ask any big man in football that's that's crazy. Then number two is LeBron. LeBron, last week I talked to on I literally put him in a five-star frenzy at the number five spot, the Lakers, not LeBron. But I was like, yo, <laughs> I'm putting the Lakers here because this is a message to fix your team before it's too late. And it's already too late. And I hate ESPN sometimes because they're like, Golden State, Lakers, Like one of these teams has to win to get back into it. No, that's not true. Golden State's hitting a slump. Sure. That's absolutely true. I'm let the Lakers stink. Like Golden State does not have defense. They're missing Draymond Green. The Lakers stink. Like there's no getting around it. They just overall suck. But LeBron, you know, it's ESPN. LeBron's that guy. So LeBron, I talked messed on y'all's Lakers, and then LeBron proceeds to go drop a 50 bomb on Golden State in front of me, which is impressive. I'm not taking anything away from that. That does not mean the Lakers are fixed. I really want people to remember that because it feels like ESPN's like, the Lakers are fixed. They beat Golden State. Y'all, that does not mean bull crap. Like, it means nothing. So, yeah. Um, number three is another Lakers player I'm doing myself in today. I'm like oh they're not good they're not good but I keep keep popping them up uh Malik Monk gosh did you guys see the inbounds pass when he jumped the guy tried to a Golden State player like tried to throw it over his head and he jumped up and caught it this is not like that tall of a guy he's just an absolute beast and I, I don't know if I've seen somebody like can that can jump like he can. it's freaky it's John Moran kind of does it but like the way Malik Monk does it is just like, it's weird how high he can. It looks unnatural, like gravity doesn't work for him. So it freaks me out. And then uh, number four, Bryce Mitchell. Okay, little UFC here. I'm talking UFC. That's right. I got barely any idea about it, but here I go. Uh, this kid's from Arkansas, so I'm kind of calling talking about him. He won his fight this past weekend in the UFC. He is now 15-0. and in, in UFC fights. I don't know if that's like forever. But he's 15-0 in UFC fights. <laughs> he says really crazy stuff. So I'm not saying go listen to him and take this man's work, guy, guys advice. He says some like whack stuff. But it was a good solid one. So I'm going to shout him out. I guess eventually right, he's got to like go on to fight in a championship. Is that how that works in the UFC? I don't really know. I'm just giving him a shout out. Number five. I didn't pick a number five this week, guys. Because... I just felt like there wasn't a lot going on. You know? It was a really weird week in college basketball. What Wisconsin lost. um, You know who I'll give it to? Chandler on Tennessee. Oh, my gosh. Most irritated. This kid has not been doing crap. He hasn't been doing anything. He or, or, Okay, he's been doing a lot of stuff. He's really good. But the kid... He's playing Arkansas. This is why I'm mad about it. I'm giving him a 5 spot cuz he did really good. He hit like 6 for 6 or 5 for 5 on three-pointers against Arkansas. Um also, if you're let me let me say this. If you're a Tennessee fan, I would be ashamed right now. You guys almost blew a 25 point lead. That's all I'm going to say. But cuz Arkansas only lost by like 4 points by the end of that. Uh, They were up by 25 at half, 21 at half, something like that. So uh, be ashamed. Be ashamed. I want you guys to really sink that in. Will that really get you through the tournament? Absolutely not. So I just want you to remember that. There's my little jab at Tennessee fans for today because I'm still salty. Um, But it was just a weird day in college basketball. But Chandler's going to get it because he hit every three-pointer, missed every stinking free throw he shot. He literally could hit every three-pointer on earth, but he could not hit a free throw. Uh, I keep it in your three-pointers, I guess. Free throws don't matter all of a sudden. But, yeah, so there's a five-star frenzy. Jordan Davis, LeBron, Malik Monk, Bryce, Mitchell, and Chandler. I can't remember his first name right now. I'm sorry. But, yeah. All right, so that's the show today. This one was a little long. I probably had a lot of rambling in it. And, uh, yeah, make sure to go check out our hoodies. They're on our Instagram, and you can go DM us, and we'll send one to you because, you know, I just – I don't have a I don't have a shop set up on the website yet, so I just thought DMing would be easier and quicker, and I can drop it off to you if you're close to me, and I can ship it to you if you're far away. And those are for thirty bucks with shipping. It might cost a little more, but shouldn't be too much more. So yeah, there you go. All right, this has been off the edge with Jay Beasley. You guys enjoy your wonderful Tuesday, and I'll be back to talk to you. I might do a win Thursday. Well, I guess yeah. It'll be at the Friday show when you get all the news because open tryouts for Arkansas, the Arkansas Razorback football team, are on Wednesday. And I just submitted all my papers and physical tests and all that for that. So I'll let you know the news on that. And we will see you then. Peace.